Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Well, from the South Seaport, New York City, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It's hump day. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. It is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Brian Custer in for Zubin. And, whoa, uh, Milwaukee started this game with no energy against the Hawks. And then it got worse for them in that third quarter key uh, when Giannis went down with that knee. And it looked like he kind of like hyperextended that knee. Uh, obviously, going to have a lot of uh, testing and imaging done on the knee uh, today. And we'll finally get uh, some prognosis on what's going on with him. But I tell you what, from, from the start, Key, you, you, you could tell that Milwaukee kind of walked onto the court and said, oh, Trey Young's not playing? You know, we got this game. And the Hawks got right after him. But, man, that, this game certainly turned in that third quarter. When Giannis, because even even though it was in Atlanta, the entire arena went quiet uh, when Giannis limped off the floor. Well, I think you you know first off, you you don't want to ever see any player suffer an injury, whether it's your opponent or not. So the arena would be silenced. Yeah. You know, Atlanta's not we're not dealing with Philadelphia, right? right? This is not one of those situations where people are gonna be clapping yeah. and doing those sort of things. So you always, especially one of the, the bright young stars of the NBA goes down with the knee injury, and the first thing he says, oh, man, I hope this ain't one of those. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when they when they started the game, it was one of those deals where it's like, okay, Trey Young's not going to be playing. Milwaukee, I'm going to peek my head in and out because Milwaukee should win this game. I mean, they should mm-hmm. when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Giannis is shooting threes, air balls. Air balling threes. And he's like, well, wait a minute, man. This is different than game three. You know, this is you – know, you, what are you doing here? Right. And then they get off into a situation where, it, you know, they're playing catch-up. And so you're like, okay, the fourth quarter isn't here. But NBA basketball, for me, really starts in the fourth quarter. I mean, you know, for the most part. So you thought that they would – you know, that little bit of lead – that Atlanta would have eventually would get sucked up in the second half, but it never did. Right. It was one of those deals where it was kind of like you could tell Milwaukee didn't come to play. Right. They just came. They just showed up. Showed up. And think that it was going to be much of a cakewalk by them just showing up because the heart and soul and the leader of the Atlanta Hawks was cheering from the sideline. Yes. And that wasn't the case. Yes. And then they looked up and they were so far behind that there was no catch up to be had then all of a sudden Giannis goes out midway through the third quarter after only having 14 points up to that point and then Atlanta decided to just run away with it yeah at that point Lou will start cooking and they just started and it was like oh okay Atlanta getting serious here now we don't know the extent of the injury like you said to Giannis but the Bucks are bucking they're doing exactly what a lot of people thought could potentially happen to them yep and I didn't think Going into the game, I figured, okay, you know, it was nice. They showed up. Atlanta's on the move. Man, Atlanta might wind up in the NBA Finals. Let me tell you something. It, by the way, it is time for Straight Talk. It's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Put this in perspective. This is what bothers me about Milwaukee. Not only that they lost that game last night, and I get it, Giannis got injured, but that was the third quarter. They were already Midway getting whooped. through the third quarter. Yeah, they, yeah. it was like seven minutes left. In the, they were already getting whooped. So I didn't like the way they started, number one. But you go back to when Trey Young got injured in game three. Atlanta was winning that game. 
And even though Trey Young got injured when he came back in the fourth quarter, he only scored three points, and Milwaukee still barely beat him. And that's with Trey Young injured. And all of their players at full strength. That's what upsets – that's what really, I think, frustrates me about Milwaukee. Do we think Milwaukee is better than what they truly really are because they have yes. a few names? Yeah. I, you know, do we really think that they are this top three, four team out of the East? Do Because I don't really feel that way. I feel like it's like a, a healthy Brooklyn Nets team. You know, I don't know the Sixers, even though the Sixers are at home. Yeah. I feel like when you start to look at it, Milwaukee starts to push themselves down to that 4-5 out of the East, but because some lucky breaks got them here in the Eastern Conference Final. That's kind of how I look at it, because to me, they shouldn't even be there. If KD wore half-size smaller. I know everybody keeps saying that. Brooklyn would be, they would be Atlanta and Brooklyn right about that. Or if they was healthy. Yes. Or if they was remotely healthy, it would be looking different for Milwaukee. Milwaukee would be the team hanging out in Cancun. Well, and I think we, we said this on Monday. It, it looks like the NBA Finals will be the battle of attrition. Whatever team is the healthiest uh, will probably get to the, to the Finals. And, I, and I'll tell you what, even if you are Phoenix, you better be on your P's and Q's tonight. You, you better come out ready to play because last time you pulled a Milwaukee and look what happened to you, the Clippers went after you. You, you do that again going into L.A., all of a sudden that series – uh, looks a whole lot different. Um, but for the Bucks, that is a very disappointing loss uh, for them and probably even a bigger loss uh, now that Giannis is injured and they've got to find out uh, the severity of the injury. And, and, and Nate McMillan, since taking over, we all know has done a tremendous a job. job. But to continue to have your team step up yeah. when the leader is down, I mean, you got to take your hat off to him on, on, on being able to motivate those guys and get them to play as hard as they were playing in a, uh, with an opportunity to go down 3-1. Now they've even scored 2-2. They go back to Milwaukee, a tough environment, but they won in Milwaukee before, so it's not like they can't go back into Milwaukee and win another. Here's the crazy thing, and, and again, you give credit to Nate and what he's done with his squad. Before the game, you know, he looked in front of these guys and said, listen, Trey's not with us. I'm sorry, guys. We've been through this before. We've had injuries the entire year, and they're right. Bogdanovich has been injured throughout the year. Uh, we've had all kinds of guys. Hunter is injured, and, and guys have stepped up. They had four guys who started for them in double figures. And, and welcome back to the series, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich had 20, and he was shooting threes. It was like, whoa, where's that been? That was great for them. And they had two guys off the bench who came in and gave you double figures. And Lemon Pepper Lou was cooking, as you pointed out. He gets the start for Trey Young, gives him 21 and eight assists. And, and when you look at uh, Chris Middleton, you would think that he would try and pull a Kevin Durant or yeah. Kawhi in the situation. but Coming off that game he just had, too. Coming off the game he just had, but he was a – didn't do well. Mm. But remember, it's a road game. And in the playoffs for him, especially in the playoffs, he hasn't really had his best games on the road. If you go back to the Brooklyn Nets series, you look at he was cooking at home. Yep. When he got on the road, he disappeared. Yeah. So maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing with him, this up and down kind of Jekyll and Hyde performances when they're on the road. Isn't that been the season, though, 
for for Middleton. I don't know that it's been the season. He has because been, he has been so listen. He has been so inconsistent, and I like him as a player. But he's one of those guys where one night he'll look like a top fifty player in the NBA. You're like, whoa, this dude looks like one of the best players that ever do it. And then the next night, look like a top eighty, top seventy five player. You're like, where kept, where's Middleton? Well, he's been inconsistent. Yeah, and in, in the, from the regular season to the postseason, he's carried that inconsistency. With him, and, and the only way that they're going to win is for him to hold his end of the bargain, yeah. whether Giannis is there or not. Right. And I said this yesterday on our show. Giannis is going to always get his box Hurt. scores, no question about it. I never, ever felt, even though he's got two MVPs, and we had Q Richardson on with us yesterday, Quentin Richardson, and he talked about how Giannis doesn't get the necessary respect when he, the guys consistently are all defensive player, first team this, that, MVP this, that, defensive player of the year. You know, all, you know why I said that? All those sort of things. I looked this up last night. Giannis in the postseason averaging 29 and 13 and 6. But it doesn't, but it doesn't hurt you. Right. Now, but here's the here, As crazy as that may sound, it's not the dagger. Here's the thing. No one has done that except for Oscar Robinson. He's the only other player to average that in the postseason. But it helps you. So then it gives Middleton the opportunity to say, okay, all I need to do is chip in 20. We good. But you may get it sometimes, and in other games you may not. And that's the problem for more. See, for me, Giannis's box score is great. But I want that box score, I want it to tilt the other way. I want the, you to get that 30 or whatever it is. Yeah. Get most of that for me in the late third and into the fourth quarter. Don't disappear in crucial situations. You expect that Middleton to handle that for you. And as you can see, especially on the road, again, it hasn't been the case. So, you know, I know Giannis is, is the guy, is his team, all of those sort of things. But could it truly really be your team if you're not the closing dude? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Atlanta gets the victory 110 to 88. This series is now tied up at two games apiece. That's the Straight Talk. It's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Uh, no compromise. Straight Talk Wireless. Of course, no contract, no compromise. Hey, KJZ, it is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, when we come back, um, we're going to talk about why Giannis's injury is not the Bucks' only issue. That's next here on KJZ ESPN Radio, ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Man, the two-time MVP is down. We'll find out uh, later today 
uh, how severe it is. But, I mean, if you're in the city of Milwaukee, you, you, this series is now tied up at a couple of games, and your leader, uh, one of the guys who's the face of the league, has got a knee injury, and you're just hoping um, that maybe it's hyperextended, uh, maybe it's uh, MCL or something that, that you can play with like MB did. Uh, but if that's an ACL, man, that's got to be devastating for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, you don't want to have any any injury whatsoever because if he's done or, or or missing time and can't be at full strength, I think the Milwaukee Bucks will be done. Mm. Uh, just watching Trey Young on the sidelines, he did look like he was pretty happy. He was moving around pretty good. I think he comes back for game five. Mm. Um and when you, you, you think about it, Chris Middleton's the only guy. And Drew Holiday, maybe Drew Holiday will all of a sudden have a moment. Um, and if, if that's the case, then they could be challenging to Atlanta. But if Giannis isn't playing, the Bucks can forget it. Mm. The fan base, what they, what they call a little buck arena outside or whatever that thing is, right. it, it, <laughs> they might as well go home, pack that thing in. Um, I think when you, when you talk about Giannis' ability to – to score points and be a force in the middle and play defense. Uh, the first three and a half quarters of a game is important to them because it then allows Chris Middleton to do what he needs to do to close things out. If he's not there getting you that 30 points in those 10 rebounds or so throughout the course of a game, it's going, where are you going to find that from? Where are you going to get that type of production? And I think that that's key. When Trey Young's production, without Trey Young's production yesterday, Everybody else started to step up. Yes. Bogdanovich did his job. Yep. Lou Will, Lou Will did his job. Capella did his job. And I think that's by committee. And that's what you have to have when one of your key players or your star player is not there. When you think about the Clippers and Kawhi, when Kawhi went down, everybody else started to play better. Even the big game that Kevin Durant had that we talked about. Yeah, Kevin Durant may have had a Hall of Fame monster game, but all those little guys, ancillary pieces around – started to show up. The Blake Griffins of the world had a moment or two. And I think that that is what has to happen in Milwaukee if they plan on advancing into the finals. How do you think the league, man, is is looking at this like, man, you got to be kidding me. Because you look at, at where we are in the playoffs. And, and I think we talked about this before we even got on air. Uh, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell gets injured. Um, you got Kawhi, you talk about with the Clippers, he gets injured. And now, all of a sudden, you get here and you're in the Eastern Conference And Giannis, the two-time MVP, is down. Now, we got to find out how long. But, man, all of these injuries. And you take a look at them from James Harden, Anthony Davis, Embiid, Chris Paul. All of these guys injured. Yeah, look, the the injuries do happen in professional sports. Okay, the 72-game season, they started early. I want to say that starting early has no effect on these particular players' injuries. Kawhi ran into someone's knee. They bumped knees or whatever, and so his stuff buckled and came down kind of awkward. And, and didn't look as severe as what happened with Giannis. Yeah, and, you can see, and you can see what happened need, with him. But it doesn't need to be severe. It's just a little, a yeah. little bit of a tweak and something happens. You think about Kyrie Irving, came down on Giannis's foot. You think about Trey Young, Trey Young's, uh, out of bounds, the ref is sitting, standing there. He's the next to the line. He backs up, boom, ankle. Uh, you talk about uh, Anthony Davis fell down, kind of awkward. But Anthony Davis has had some injury history here and there, little nicks and bruises. 
Chris Chris Paul, Chris Brown, Chris Paul, um, he didn't miss time due to the shoulder. Right. He missed time due to COVID. COVID. So that's a that's a little bit different. LeBron James, somebody fell on his ankle. So as I start to look at all of this, it has nothing to do with starting the season earlier. And I understand I'm all with the players. Man, give me as much rest as possible. They shouldn't be coming back so soon. But I want to stop this this narrative that's out there that people putting in the air, like these injuries are happening because they started early. Because it's basketball, not, basketball plays. It's basketball plays. Like, think about it. Kawhi ran into someone. Kyrie landed on the ankle. So landing on somebody's ankle is because you started early? I mean, I, you know, they do need their rest, though. There's no question about it. And Giannis was basically trying to break up an alley-oop. And Giannis was playing defense. He's playing defense. That's, that, that, is that early? Yeah. No, that's not because you came back early. It's because I tried to play defense and I came down awkward and landed and my knee buckled. And, and so you have – this is an issue for Milwaukee, not only with Giannis. Face of your franchise, the two-time MVP is down. Now, all of a sudden, it's two games apiece. Yeah. And the bigger issue for Milwaukee is the way you went about this game. Because as you walked on the floor, you knew, okay, Trey Young's not starting. Because that news came out, you know, like an hour or two before uh, the tip. All of a sudden, Milwaukee played like they had this game already in hand. And you know what? Atlanta went right upside their head at the very beginning. As soon as they tipped, tipped off the ball. If you don't believe me, I want you to take a listen to P.J. Tucker uh, talking about not only the loss of Giannis, but the way his Bucks played in this game. It's not good losing anybody on your team. Losing your best players stinks. But... We didn't come out with energy tonight. We thought we were just going to walk in and win the game. We didn't do anything to be able to show that we wanted to win this game tonight. We were flat, and, you know, our Giannis injury was just another piece of the puzzle of us losing. Well, he's right there. You come out flat. We, you walked, in, we walked in and just knew we were going to win this game. Well, you, you got to go in confidence, and then when they not – playing their star guy, you, like, get more confidence. You're like, okay, cool. If we just do what we do, we should win the game with no problems at all. And all of a sudden you look up, and it's like, oh, damn, we're behind. Then you look up again, and Giannis is down. So now whatever little air you had is gone. It's, it's completely gone. Because now you're like, well, how the hell are we going to come back and we don't even have Giannis? And I know you're saying, well, you're professional, you're supposed to – you know, gut it out, tough it out. We've seen people in these situations, teams come back from behind. It's hard, man. It's not that easy to just turn on and turn off a switch. Mm. They better, they, yeah, look, they better get it right because uh, they, they, this series is going to be really interesting. And I tell you what, Atlanta has got a lot of confidence. Heck, we could see the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA Finals. And that would be fine. Yeah. As long as Trey Young plays. I'm okay with the star power that's left because I got Chris Paul, who I'm rooting for, mm-hmm. and I think most of NBA fans is rooting for Chris Paul. We got DeAndre Ayton, who's young. We have Devin Booker, who's young and up and coming. and So that's plenty of star power to, to be focused in. It may not be the most sexiest of opponents, but it's still some star power. You got, you'll have Monty Williams in uh, as a head coach, yep. and then you'll have Nate McMillan in as a head coach. What more you want? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. It is presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote 
at Progressive.com uh, today. So will Max attack be enough to knock off Cam? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Uh, We'll talk about that. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Brian Custer, in for Zubin, alongside Keyshawn Johnson. Man, football camp is right around the corner, and, you know, in, in New England, it will be interesting to see what happens at the quarterback position. You know, you remember last season, you know, Cam comes interesting in. Interesting how, man? Interesting because. Ain't going to be no interesting. Well, come on. They went and got, in oh, the first stop. round, they went and got a, a quarterback. Y'all need to stop. Man. Why Why would you go get a quarterback in the first round? If because you got to prepare for your future. That's the, you got to prepare for well, your you future. you feel like you got a, a franchise guy or a guy that's. They don't, they don't feel like they have a franchise guy long term. Don't they don't feel that way? No, they do not. They don't. So you because Cam's not going to be in New England for the next ten years. Here, here's my here's my thing. But go ahead and finish doing. No, your no, 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 no. Here's my thing. Why then would you go get a quarterback if you? Because you have to draft a quarterback for the future. You, you have see what to. happened in Green Bay? How how'd that play out for you? Now you got an upset Cam, franchise. Cam guy. is not Aaron Rodgers. Cam is not Aaron Rodgers. Nobody right. is saying he's Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But at the same time, don't act like Mac Jones getting ready. Man, y'all need to stop, man. Y'all really, in all honesty, y'all really out here in this world, y'all need to stop with that Cam. Mac Jones going to beat our Cam. Man, y'all need to stop. Here's the, here's the issue. Stop it. Initially, Belichick said that Cam was going to be the starter. Now, he said, hey, look, he had COVID last year. He had a lot of things he had to deal with now. So why is he making all the excuses for him? This year, he'll have a better understanding of the offense. Uh, things should go a lot smoother. But, you know, obviously Max is going to get some reps and that maybe there's going to be an open competition That's in fine. camp. That's fine. It was an open competition with with uh, Hoyer and Jared Stenham. How long did that last? That's true. 
That lasted a week, yeah, Brian. Yeah, that's true. One day that. we walked into the locker I'll room give you that. and we looked at the, the the depth chart, and Cam Newton was in front of them. When they signed Cam Newton off an of injury late in the season last year, everybody was screaming, "Oh, well, they signed him as a backup." Oh, they, they, he. And I kept telling, "Man, that dude's starting. Man, stop it. Stop trying to sell it that way. I get it. He's polarizing. You don't like his hairdo. He's he's a, his shoes look funny. I get it." He doesn't fit the, 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 the norm for the Bill Belichick crew. I get it. I understand that. But when he steps on the field and he's 100% healthy. At when? When? Well, the dude, was, the, dude, the dude was healthy at the beginning of the season last year. His first four games but prior to the COVID situation, he was playing pretty decent despite not having nothing around him. Having no defense, having no playmakers, zero. Let's be for real with each other. Let's not act like they had weapons. That's why they went out and got weapons. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, if Cam damn Newton stinks up the joint yep. with these dudes that they went out and got and the playmakers that came back on the defensive side of the ball and the New England Patriots are not competitive within their division, they need to bench his ass. In fact, cut him during the middle of the year. Mm. I'll be the first to say okay. it. But I don't believe that that's going to happen. So you you think and you believe wholeheartedly Cam is going to start and Cam is going to have a, a great year this season. A hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. I didn't. I don't. I didn't catch COVID. Okay, so I don't know the effects of it. But everybody I've talked to that has contracted COVID and got healthy again. Was never they never really got fully healthy. So whatever it does to you, it makes you feel a certain way. Right. So clearly that affected some of Cam's growth with the New England Patriots. L- Lamar Jackson said the same. And he, you remember when he came back, he said, "Hey, I don't wish this on anybody. Uh, I couldn't really get my breath even when I came back. Uh, I was still a little bit shaky. So I, I get it. I, I get that part of it. Absolutely. So when you when you go through the timeline." And you just look at what Cam did, what he could do with what they had. Do you know who Jacoby Myers is? Absolutely. Not the law firm. <laughs> Not the law firm. That's a good line. I'm talking about the line. player. Right. That's his best receiver, yeah. man. An yeah. undrafted ex-quarterback from NC State. Learning how to play the receiver position. <laughs> the most reliable guy that he had was Julian Edelman. What happened to Edelman? He, he was 1,000 years old and fell apart. And had to just sit out the rest of the season. They go to Seattle in an inch from winning that game. Bobby Wagner stops him. Comes back off of COVID. They're getting ready to beat the Buffalo Bills. If Cam takes the ball, puts it in his left arm instead of his right, it gets punched out, they probably win that game. They're about a handful of plays from them having a 10-win season with nothing around them. He didn't play well. So stop looking at the stat line. Oh, he only threw for eight touchdowns. Because they stopped throwing the ball because they didn't have nobody to throw the damn ball to. That's why they went out and loaded up at the receiver position. Wake the hell up. Understand what it is that they went out there and got. They got the two best tight ends in free agency. They do have tight ends, yep. Why? Because they didn't have no damn tight ends that can catch or block. None, zero, zilch. They went out and got them. They went out and signed Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers. 
They went out and got Nelson Aguilar. They kicked the tires on Julio Jones. Like, because they realized we don't have anything. We ain't got nothing. I can't have my quarterback be successful if he's throwing to Keyshawn Johnson at 50 and, 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 and Brian Kushner at 80. How could that be? Why well, I got to be 80? Bro. I don't know. I just bro, make up bro. an 80. Yeah, that's what that's, it's, it's not. And I understand. They drafted Mac Jones. Oh, oh, Mac Jones. I get it. I understand. He looks like Tom Brady. Yes, that is correct. But he ain't no damn Tom Brady. He will eventually play in New England, hopefully. But not this year unless Cam stinks it up or gets hurt. Competition is good. And I'm betting Cam holds him off on the competition. I'm betting. Well, Cam is, you know, he was asked about the haters um, and if he's listening. And his reply to all of that was, quote, simple, is what he told his QB guru, George Whitfield, um, who posted basically their interview on an Instagram account. He said he's feeding off those haters. Quote, it feeds your focus. Uh, If the hate ain't in my focus, I don't feed it. I feed off of it. But I don't feed it. It's two different things. When I sense or when I dwell on hatred, that's the product that's going to come out. Rage, anger. But that's the hatred using me, not me using the hatred. So I would just want to process that, make that fuel me. I don't dwell on what the person may say or what this person may say or he, she say. I just use it to my advantage, and I feed off of what I want to feed. So in other words, he's saying he's Yeah, I'm about to say I don't know what the cam is saying, but you can interpret that for me. It's almost as complicated as the mile fits he'd be wearing. But I guess he's basically saying, oh, I hear what people are saying. Course, I'm a ball out. Of course you do. I'm a ball out we, this we year. We all hear what people say. We all do. And guess what? Everybody said that the New England Patriots was done with Cam Newton in week 10. Oh, why isn't Jared Stidham playing? Because Jared Stidham ain't better than that dude. That's why he ain't playing. Oh, the season's over. There's no way the New England Patriots are going to sign him back. Cam Newton's our starter. We just signed him back. Oh, why would you do that? Bill Belichick has lost his mind. Really? So now Bill can't coach either. He don't know what he's doing. People need to just stop. Stop the madness, man. It's crazy. This stuff is crazy, Brian, how it goes. Oh, then it then they sign him back. And the first thing people say is, well, they didn't really pay him a whole lot of money. Really? Now y'all go use that against the man. They didn't pay him a whole lot. They basically gave him backup money. So now you're going to try to break down a man's contract to justify why they signed him back. Because they got him cheaper, but they paid him more than a year ago. How about the fact that they wanted to save more money? How about the fact that there'll be more money out there in free agency next year? How about the fact that New England wanted to go out and spend $200 plus million on acquiring players? so that they can win games and surround Cam Newton with people. How about telling that narrative and shaping that story opposed to, oh, they didn't give Cam Newton $30 million a year. They're not giving Cam Newton $35 million a year coming off what he did. Right. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But don't try and move the goalposts every single damn time. Oh, Mac Jones is going third to the 49ers. I came back, Brian, off my, my daughter's death in, in burying my daughter. And while I was gone, the news was coming. The 49ers traded. They did this. They're going up to get Mac Jones. I came back. My producers put that on the board. 
I said, man, y'all done lost y'all damn mind. Oh, they said it's happening. They're, they're, man, they not going to get no damn Mac Jones at three. So then I tell you this. So then all of a sudden it goes down a little bit. They go and work out Trey Lance. Oh, they hadn't seen Trey Lance. They only was at Mac Jones workout. Then it changed. John Beck is going to Trey Lance workout. Oh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's in trouble. It just kept going on and on and on. And then as Mac Jones fell in the draft, the New England Patriots said, yes, they're going to draft a quarterback and it's probably going to be Mac Jones because his head coach is friends of Bill Belichick. Absolutely. Sell the story the right way if you're going to sell it. Don't try to sell it the wrong way. It, it, it fires me up because I get tired of when people do that sort of stuff. You trying to wipe it under my nose and tell me it smells like roses. And I'm supposed to fall for it. I love it. Uh, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17. And it is brought to you by Chase. It's time to go A to Z. Can't believe I wasted all that good stuff. <laughs> All right, so we got to start um, with Lucas Giolito. Uh, man, he just blasted Josh Donaldson after some sticky icky. We got the sticky icky again, uh, Barb. He called it, quote, a classless move because, you know, the White Sox righty, Lucas Giolito, he lobbed really an expletive, and I'm talking expletive-laced response in Donaldson's direction after uh, Donaldson appeared to yell, not sticky anymore at him. Uh, after a first-inning home run in the uh, Chicago White Sox 7-6 win over the Minnesota Twins on Tuesday night. Let's listen in uh, to Lucas. He's a pest. Uh, you know, that's kind of a classless move. If you're going to talk, talk to my face. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Giolito added, quote, we won. The W is next to my name. How you going to get mad, though? They're in last place. Now, technically, the Twins are not in last place. They're just a half game ahead of the Royals for last in the Central. Uh, but to me, that, that was hilarious, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even get mad at them, though, man. They can. I don't want to get hit with the ball. Yeah. So whatever control you need, I mean, whatever you need to put substance on your hands or whatever, solutions, whatever it is, to control that ball, I'm all with it, man, because I'm going to hit you regardless. <laughs> I'm going to hit you out the park regardless. Listen, now, Miss, now you remember Donaldson? He went after another pitcher uh, in the past, so he's he's had a history of this. But and he's the guy who went after Cole and, and, and said Cole was and, and using uh, was, uh, using uh, some Cole. sort of substance. Yeah, yeah. Cole. yeah, he went after Garrett Cole as well. So you know, this sticky icky man is something that we're gonna hear all. If you using long. it to protect the batters, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fine. But if you using it to get your spin rate going, and it, it's a situation different. Ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about this in the Sports Center update. Serena Williams had to withdraw uh, from Wimbledon uh, because of that leg injury. Now, listen, 23-time Grand Slam champion. She was serving basically in the fifth game against, uh, and when she lost, uh, uh, what, what's, what's a, Sasnovich, yes. When she lost her footing near the baseline, hitting that forehand, Williams, you know, dropped that game, took a medical timeout. She tried to continue playing. Um you know, listen, she said I was, quote, I was heartbreaking to have to withdraw today after injuring my right leg. This is what she said in a statement on Instagram. Uh, she also added that, quote, feeling the extraordinary warmth and support of the crowd today when I walked on and off the court meant the world to me. 
Of course, Williams is now just a grand slam shy uh, of the record. You know, listen, I, I think everyone always asks the question, you know, will we see Serena win another grand slam? What do you think, man? You never say never, right? Yeah. But the injuries, things of that nature, age, those sort of things eventually is is catch catch up to all athletes. Yeah. Your age and your injury history. Um I mean she she's she's fighting and you, you're rooting for her, but you just you just don't know. Cause there's some young girls that's out there that's coming and and they're not afraid anymore. Before people were afraid because of her ability to just just gas it all day long. Right. You know, and, and so whether she wins another one or not, I think at the same time, she probably, if for, for my money, is the best female tennis player of all times. And Patrick uh, McEnroe certainly joined us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Pat, what's happening? Key, I don't know if I could have put it better myself, man. You you, you summed it up. about you, well, you don't even need me on this show this morning. That was very well said. I don't think Serena will win another major. I wish she would get number t- 24. She's in the mix uh, at these majors until, of course, this freak injury, which happened yesterday on center court. It also happened, by the way, to the opponent of Roger Federer. Federer was in big, big trouble in his match, did not look good at all. And Adrian Manorino was up two sets to one. Federer was ahead in the fourth set. And Manorino did the same kind of thing. He slipped on the slippery grass. It's been rainy. The grass is always a little bit lush those first couple of days anyway. And uh, Federer got a little bit lucky to win that. You know, he won the fourth set, and then his opponent had to retire. But for Serena, I mean, I hope she can come back and, and make another run, guys, at the U.S. Open. I mean, how awesome would it be to see her uh, finish her career a la Pete Sampras with a win at the U.S. Open and then say, I'm done. I retire. I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish it would, but uh, that was a major bummer to see what happened to Serena yesterday. Pat, how can they fix? And and and, and you mentioned it is grass. Obviously, it, we all know London. You get the the overcast. You get a little bit of mist and rain every now and then over there. How can they fix the surface though, so that so that we're not having the issues every single year with somebody slipping? Well, we're having those issues, as, as you said, because it's grass. It's, it's a natural surface. Um, they could possibly play on the grass a little bit more in the weeks leading up to the tournament because if the grass gets a little more worn down, if you turn on your TV now on ESPN and you, tur- and you watch Wimbledon, you'll see the grass looks lush. It's very green. If you turn it on in the middle of this week, it'll be a little browner. If you turn it on the middle of next week, it'll be almost all brown around the baseline. So that means the footing is going to be a lot better. The players know that. This happens every year, Key. There's, there's, uh, there's years, some more than others, where the weather is overcast and there's more moisture in the air that you see it more often. But this conversation pretty much comes up every year. Um, they're not going to change it. It is what it is. You have to adjust your footing. You can't run as quickly to the sides, to the corners, in those first couple of days, you just have to be more aware of it. And look, as you said, I mean, Novak Djokovic was slipping all over the place, okay, in his first round win. Coco Goff, she fell, she got up immediately. Well, she's 17. You know, Serena and Federer are 39, about to be 40. So uh, I don't need to tell you, Keyshawn, that when, when you got hit going over the middle 
uh, in your 30s as opposed to when you were 21, you know, it probably felt a little bit different, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it felt different. <laughs> Patrick, let me ask you really quick then. So with Serena out, let's stay with the ladies. What about Coco Golf? Who's my favorite? Well, I picked actually Coco to make a run to the semis even before Serena went out. They're in the same section of the draw. So I, I love the way Coco looks. She's improved a ton in the last six months, playing a lot on clay, helped her consistency. So I think she's ready to make a big run. I picked Ashley Barty before the tournament. She's the top seed from Australia. She's very well suited for grass. I mean, I think she can win it. I think she's the favorite to win it now, obviously, that Serena's out. But look, as we saw at the French Open, you had a woman who was basically a double specialist, Klaiskova, from the Czech Republic, was ranked outside the top 30, and she won the French Open. So it's pretty much a crapshoot on the women's side. Sloane Stevens, who's you know U.S. Open champ a few years ago, she had a big win over a two-time former champ, Petra Kvitova. So I think she could possibly make a run. A lot of American women in the field, as for the men, it's all about Mr. Djokovic. And can you say 2020? Patrick McEnroe, of course, our ESPN tennis analyst. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate you, man. All right, P. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Take a- it easy. Absolutely. So, um, man, top of the hour, we got to talk about will the Greek freak and that injury uh, end the Bucks' title hopes. Uh, a lot of discussion on that next. It's KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.